guest today. We've been light this week. Monday was President's Day. Yesterday, um, I had a longer than expected lunch meeting. And let me start with that. There are a bunch of little things to get to. It's just Eric solo today. Uh, a busy day here at the studio with things to do. Lots of prizes to give away as well, if you want to tune in for that. Uh, a girl named Tom, the voice champions, they are coming to the Huntington Center as part of the Dana LPGA Open, which used to be the marathon. It's now around Labor Day. Tickets for that. UT men's basketball tickets. I'll come back to UT. Because there's something with the athletic program you might not know about. And what else? What else do I, walleye tickets. So there's been a lot of prizes on the show every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. It's uh, short versions with songs as opposed to long versions, song and commercial free here. Um, I had a lunch meeting yesterday with Chris Peterson. She might be listening to this right now as it's Thursday, February 24th and 1230 because she uh, sent me a catch-up text last evening and had asked for the podcast. Um, so there's nothing private here. I'll just share. Four four years ago, actually, wow, it would be five. So after my, uh, my previous job was uh, evaporated, was vanquished, um, I had obviously, you know, decided to stay here because people had reached out to me and long story short, like I can, I can do some mental health advocacy. I still mean something to this community. I should pursue this so I don't have to take a move, take another radio job and then have that one go away and start all over. I put in 13, 14, 15, 16, four and a half years, um, on a high profile place. Let me keep going with that. One of the people that I wanted to meet those four years ago was Chris Peterson. Um, I think at that point she had stepped down from, yeah, she stepped down from being the longtime anchor, uh, evening anchor with Jerry um, on WTOL Channel 11. But I knew and you knew that, that Chris was was everywhere, a spokesperson for, for ProMedica, uh, an, an advocate for so many great things in our community. She was a pillar of great things in our community. And thankfully, I had some some friends connect me with her. Um, and in short, I was like, I want to be like you. I want to go down the route of speaking for advocacy and good things in our community. And um, she gave me some some things that to, to work on, gave me some insight. And uh, I'll fast forward to a month or so ago when I come to a decision in in my life in its entirety and trying to find more happiness and yeah, more happiness. I have most people, a lot of people go to therapy because they feel like their life is meaningless and they're just going through the motions and they've got the family part taken care of. They want purpose. I am the opposite. I, uh, my purpose is taken care of. Uh, it's the more mundane things, the dating, the friendships and relationships, just shopping and doing the boring things that we have so much going on in our community, just enjoying the metro parks and going to wild, all that stuff. Um, that's the stuff you enjoy. That's the stuff I am unable to enjoy, but I'm working on. So a month ago, I emailed Chris and I said it exactly like this. Um, Four years ago, when I said I'd like to follow in your footsteps and be this kind of community and maybe mental health advocate, I could see you looking at me thinking, he's not ready. Um, this is an email that I put, 
and and I was completely honest about it. And I said in this email, I think I'm ready now. I think I'm ready. So uh, we connected yesterday at Chandler's, which my uh, a former therapist turned friend introduced me to the first summer of COVID. That's how we timestamp things now, right? And I love Chandler's. Real, I've never eaten there, but the food looks delicious and the coffee is very good. Yesterday, uh, I, we were in there for two hours around lunchtime. It's as busy as I've ever seen it. I've usually gone during quiet times, but what a great spot. Chandler's in Sylvania, right off of Monroe Street in downtown Sylvania. So it was a lengthy two-hour chat with Chris and... She um, affirmed with a lot of the things that she sent my way, um, the strategies, people, and things I've taken up in the last month or so, which has probably been why there's been a couple of fewer podcasts, a lot of meetings and connecting with people before I come into actual work. Again, that's what took up most of yesterday. But it was it was interesting to juxtapose again where I was, she probably, you know, couldn't imagine this, but four years ago when I, when I looked at her and I'm like, she didn't think I'm ready. I have work to do. Four years, many relationships, and that's it. Many relationships later, um, I'm, I'm ready to do some other things in that regard. And she was so helpful. She even actually made me, she asked a question and it got me to tear up and nobody gets me to tear up. Because I explained, as you might know, why I'm with this new therapist. Um, I want to unlock my brain, and that's why I'm going down the path of EMDR, which has finally been approved by insurance. I've been talking about it for over a month. It's uh, I was stuck in the insurance black hole, but my uh, therapist today, Pam, said, uh, you're good to go with Carol. And as with my Perrysburg presentation last week during their personal development day with my friend, Dr. Andrea Mata. Um, she, we basically dissected me and my problem in some of the sessions. She drew two circles. They were intersecting. You got two sides of the brain, the middle, the, uh, what's that called? You can call it the nexus, but it's something that now we'll call it the nexus in the nexus is the wise mind. Um, 90% of my brain is logic and I can reason through things. It makes me very robotic and disconnected from, you know, 99.8% of the population. The other 10% is you or most people. I want to bring that more into play. And while I will give up or concede that I will have to deal with some more negative emotions, hopefully they won't be as powerful or potent, I can also open myself up to dogs, get in the car, we're going to Wildwood, we're going to Swan Creek, and I can enjoy those simple things. I want to do some DBT, the EMDR, so I can enjoy enjoy more of the mundane things. Or, well, last week was a whole thing because of, I, I'm just going to put it all out there. You know, the Occam's razor is, I was a mess on Saturday night because it was a very emotionally charged day on Friday at Perrysburg, and my brain was a scrambled egg from three different medications in about 10 days. Also, the weather too. Again, this is how I am acutely aware of these things. Um, I remember there have been times in my life where I was like, ignorance really is bliss. I am I am jealous of the envious. Last Wednesday, and this is this was an ingredient in the cauldron that led to me sobbing on Saturday night. That led me to do something else over the last couple of days, which I'll get to, which I've never done before. Um, but Chris was asking 
so how do you, what do you, what do you like doing? I was like, I don't know. Like, I like doing this. I like when my brain is activated to this degree. It's very hard to find those kinds of people. You cannot possibly have that type of intellectual connection um, every single day, all hours of the day. You can try to incorporate it here and there, but I have letdowns, hangovers from that type of thing. And that's where I was Friday into Saturday. I was... There was such a performative aspect to Perrysburg. I just deflated the next day. I was literally tired. When in between packing meals, I like put my head down like a kid on a on a desk trying to take a nap. But last Wednesday, it was fifty something. I took the, took the dogs out in shorts. The snow was melting, and then Thursday rolls around, and we get that big snowstorm. Relatively speaking, I kept wondering whether or not Perrysburg was even going to happen. It did. So we went from 50 and all the snow melting to the snow and the ice had returned to that afternoon was as vibrant a day of sunshine, even with all the snow on the ground, as maybe we've had all year. Remember driving back from Perrysburg twice because I went home in between to let the dogs out. It was beautiful. If you didn't look at the snow on the ground, there was just sunshine and beautiful spring clouds in the sky. So that little weather roller coaster was an ingredient in the cauldron of sobbing on Saturday night. Um, but a wonderful visit yesterday when I was explaining to Chris how, like, I can't feel certain emotions. It's just extremes. Saturday night, last Friday, um, I can be hypomanic and deeply engaged with someone in a great conversation that has powered up my brain or the existential questions come in. How come I can't like things like normal people do? And she had me tearing up and I can't remember the last time Someone had someone who wasn't some type of mental health professional, a clinician, had me doing that. Because of Saturday night, as we transition here a little bit, um, two things I've never done before. Floyd, a couple of years ago, gave me his Hulu login for a show. I forget which one. I barely ever used it. I, I might have only used it once. So I have never been a person who has given out passwords for streaming or taken them. There's this... Um, I don't know if I said this on the podcast. Maybe I did uh, the other day. So I've told you before, there is a Yale Civil War course. Um, I love the Civil War. It is taught by Professor David Blight, who was on a Twitter tirade today. And I never see any of his tweets. He is very upset um, about what's going on between Russia, well, Putin invading um, Ukraine. In fact, I, I think I set one of his things aside and... Like I said, he just popped out of nowhere with this tweet. I mean, Americans must wake up now. We, we are ourselves so divided that we may or may not be capable of leading the world and resisting Putin, but we must. We have to cast aside disbelief and realize that World War II left clear lessons many may never have learned in their history classes. Um, I quote tweeted something. Tulsi Gabbard, she's some kind of politician, right? This war and suffering could have easily been avoided if Biden admin NATO had simply acknowledged Russia's legitimate security concerns regarding Ukraine's becoming a member of NATO, which would mean U.S. NATO forces right on Russia's border. This is someone who has a probably I think she's got a million followers. Those are well, I'll I'll just read my tweet and then I'll come back to um, the course and why I have Alex's password. This is my tweet. This is as dangerous a tweet as I've ever read here before. And I'm not being hyperbolic. 
and connects to the David Blight tweet that I just retweeted. If there are Americans who loathe the current president so much or simply choose to side with Vladimir Putin, it's as scary as January 6th. Okay? And that's not hyperbole. Uh, David Blight is the foremost expert, um, educator on the Civil War, and specifically Frederick Douglass. I believe he has written many books about Frederick Douglass, maybe one that is bigger than the rest, and that's what this series on HBO Max is... Um, is based on, I think Jeffrey Wright might even be the narrator. Oh, God, I love Jeffrey Wright. Love Jeffrey Wright. And he is also great on social. So I have to uh, get Alex's password. And I removed someone who I had, whom I had given access to my Netflix. Yeah, I'd never done that before. There was another person on my Netflix. Um, and I'm curious if they were even using it. I just had the profile there. I didn't look to see if shows were updating thanks to the algorithm because of what they were watching. I just deleted it and have the video, but we'll just leave that where it is. Um, if you didn't know, UT has a new athletic director. Um, his name is Brian Blair, and he is five years younger than me. Um, a very decorated young man coming from the deputy athletic director position at Washington State. 37 years old. He'll be assuming duties for Mike O'Brien, who is the outgoing AD on May 1st. Um, He is highly decorated, highly thought of. His career, which includes the NCAA, Rice in South Carolina. Um, He was a former Wofford football player. Um, he did a Q&A with The Blade, and it's a lot of things that you would think. This one quote jumped out at me. Uh, when you look at Toledo, you have a lot of people who have been there a long time. I don't know if he means uh, the school or the area. Now, his wife is from uh, Ohio, I think the Dayton area, and one of the reasons why he decided, and he says this in the Q&A, with I think Kyle Rowland from The Blade, uh, he, he said he wanted his family and his kids to grow up with their, their cousins here in the state pretty quick ride down the Dayton, right? So maybe he's kind of more familiar than than I would guess because when somebody goes into a town for an interview, there is no, like when I did my interview for uh, Kiss with my good friend Nathan Reed at the end of 2012, all I knew was uh, where I was going to get an apartment at, like near near Doran Reynolds, uh, it was Doran Reynolds, a little past Inverness and I knew Grumpy's, they had this great garbage salad. That's all I knew. Um, I knew much, much more. In fact, how about this? Until I stopped doing the morning show and was able to spread myself out more across our area, like if I was going to put myself with knowledge of the area and how thoughtfully I could speak about Toledo and I hate saying where the bodies are buried anymore because of the grim, morbid times we've been through the, through the last two years, but just who and what I know and where. And one of the great things I like to say my currency is people. And I'm proud to say that now. And I love to connect people with other people and have them collaborate and strengthen what they're doing. And Toledo, my knowledge of Toledo, uh, when I first took this job, I I couldn't say what, what Mr. Blair said. It was one, um, four years ago around the, the first Chris meeting, it was a, it was a five. It's a 10 now. Well, uh, we're speaking one in ten. It's like it's nine point something. I can always learn more. So back to uh, Blair's tweet uh, uh, quote: "When you look at Toledo, you have a lot of people who have been there a long time. People like living there. People like working there. People like being a part of what they're doing." Um, I don't know if he's just being too broad or too general, or he ac- has actual knowledge 
of the area at large, or maybe he's just talking about UT. Because we, I have come across too many people in the last couple of years um, who want to make Toledo better and keep saying that people will leave if Toledo doesn't make changes. That would go against what Mr. Blair is saying here. Also, as I've told you before, uh, to Blair again, you have two basketball programs that are number one in their conference right now. Obviously, they're having a really high level of success. That uh, There's that foundation in place. He talked about how high profile the football team is. It's the biggest city in the MAC, and Jason Candle. So he's not stepping into a broken situation. Um, I'm looking forward to his tenure here because I think... Yeah, like all I've known since I've been here are Todd Kowalczyk, Trisha Cullup, who are great coaches. And by the way, there was a graphic the other day. If you combine the men's and women's basketball team records, um, UT is like 40 and 8. And there are only several other schools in the entire country who have that better combined record. That's awesome. Uh, It is a year ago at the beginning of the season. It might have sound like pure lunacy. Like, we are locking you up to go, both teams could make the tournament. Maybe not as at large, but they could definitely win the conference and win the conference tournament. Very likely at this point. Very, very possible. Um, I've only known uh, Matt Campbell and and, and Jason Candle, who we talked about with David Briggs uh, a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, about this might be Candle's last year or last year or two here because they've got to start winning some bowl games and living up to where Campbell had them before candle got here. So I'm looking forward to Blair's tenure as the athletic director, especially as someone who is young. And if you did not know, he is uh, of color. So I'm excited about that. And it's it's a big deal. Like that is one of the most important. I'm not going to say high profile because you probably didn't know who the athletic director was. But I would say that position is probably one of the 25 most important positions in Toledo, if not the area. So, uh, go Rockets. And again, men's basketball tickets on the show. Um, I was obviously not in a good place going into this week. And it's funny, as I mentioned, Alex, I feel hypocritical. I feel some people might think I'm a hypocrite when I pass along things that you could try to help you that, quite honestly, don't really help. They don't do anything for me. Not anymore. And I talked that out with my therapist today. And in the same way that I couldn't reach my maximal strengths and uses of my CBT things that I've learned now since I've been chasing this until I had medication, well, the next step is unlocking my brain, the EMDR, DBT, whatever else, so that I can use some of the mindfulness techniques and make them more helpful in the same way that a grounding technique, a body scan, might be exactly what you need, and it's not helping me. Maybe as I rewire my brain, do a little microsurgery on my brain with the EMDR, it will then help me. Um, The only... So I will not see myself as a hypocrite and I will talk anyone down who sees me as that way. Just because it doesn't work for me doesn't mean it won't work for you. You can think of the same thing physically. Um, We can all train differently and grow our muscles or grow our endurance, but we could get there through different methods. Um, I'm looking for... I can never say this. One of the things I've griped to with my counselors, I don't have anything to look forward to. And this is not just when I'm down. Like, 
I can just be even keeled in in the middle, on the, maybe on a little on the negative side, but not in the in, in the throes of being depressed. I don't look forward to anything. I've got to use the alcohol to lessen my inhibitions so I can enjoy things or have something to look forward to. This weekend is going to be a fun experiment. I have a ton of things to look forward to. We're going to nerd out here a little bit. In fact, I, I, I'm a little afraid that there's just so much jammed into the next couple of days. But granted, I can space it out. I wish it was more sprinkled throughout. So there's a new show coming on Netflix called Valhalla. I loved Vikings. It was on the History Channel, and I think it was on Prime. Um, Travis Fimmel, I wish he would have become an A-list or at least B-plus list actor at this point. I love him. Spoiler, he plays the legendary Viking hero Ragnar. He dies in history. And it's a little scattered. It might be a little myth. Uh, might be a little myth and a lot of history. Ragnar, they say, might have even been several people. Ragnar dies in the Viking show around season four or five. And I was like, he had his family. He had a lot of kids. A lot of sex. I'm like, okay, well, the one son, Bjorn, is very interesting. I hope they can keep this going. Um, Like a TV show that I can't think of, although I had this example when I bailed on Vikings four years ago, or when a team loses a player you like watching, that's what happened with the Vikings. I didn't finish the show. But this is set 100 years from then, and it's on Netflix tomorrow, season one. Last night, my Chicago shows were back. Tonight... Do you not realize how excited I am? It's the return of Jack McCoy. The original Law & Order has returned, and one of my favorite actors from Hannibal, Hugh Dancy, is on the show. There's a couple of returning faces, including Anthony Anderson. Even though um, the new Star Trek show, Discovery, has not lived up to where I wanted it to be, it's it's rocky. There's some fan service. I like the characters. It's just, Here's my problem with the show. It's in its fourth season. Every season, like, and I grant, this is just the sin of TV these days. Um, it's serialized, and they're always chasing something that prevents the end of existence. Like, the stakes are always too high. Like, we can do a couple of bottle episodes, and it's missing that. But Star Trek, there's a new episode tonight. There's probably only two left. What else? I've been watching, in a weird order, Star Wars The Clone Wars, which half a dozen people have told me to get into. That's been enjoyable. Frederick Douglass, what's the other thing on order? And um, there is a new video game that was written by George R.R. Martin of Game of Thrones, fame and uh, this game has been modeled or it's been compared to several older games that I'm familiar with that I probably should have played back then but didn't play a lot of video games so I'm looking forward to this it's like half a dozen things I, I can barely feel myself like I said this feels so different for me I have something to look forward to other than leave work go home uh, part of the reason I eat my biggest meal of the day in the evening is it gives me something to look forward to as opposed to a big breakfast to gas me up for the day. Usually it's go home, eat dinner, read some internet stuff, catch up on some things, try to find something to watch, go to bed earlier than I should, do it all again the next day. So I, I'm looking forward to these things. Um, do I have any, There are uh, Tomorrow, we'll have Whitney Rofkar on, the director 
uh, event coordinator for Jeep Fest. There are lots of new Jeep Fest editions which got announced today. She can explain them tomorrow. Also, I cannot believe that no one has been able to help me with my iPad. I threw it out to Facebook, and I never throw questions out to Facebook. My iPad, specifically Safari, runs like it's a malwared up Windows 98 operating system. When uh, sites open slowly, especially when there's a lot of junk on sites. If there's like a video down in the corner, it follows you as you scroll. If there's an ad over here, um, oftentimes it won't load. It will crash. When I go to open a tab on my iPad, it will not it will often not open the tab and just open the page where I'm coming from. Nobody's been able to figure it out. I've tried everything that I can look up. At this point, I'm probably just going to have to um, restore it from factory settings and then um, go to the backup. If you have any advice, I'll take it. Oh, one more thing. Are you watching Abbott Elementary, which I see takes place in Philadelphia? Um, it looks like that is one of the highest rated, most watched comedy since Modern Family. So that's on your radar. And uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a new Chainsmokers uh, song came out called Hi. For me, they're very hit or miss. Um, I didn't love Closer, but I cannot deny how big of a hit that was. What else? They've had some other middling songs, but I loved Paris. I love the Coldplay song. And... Just remember, if you do not like something at first, specifically a song, stick with it. Because um, now, I, I thought high was very mediocre to start. Now, I, I'm at the point where I almost can't stop listening to it. Um, two last things. We talked about Chris Peterson, Melissa Vache from 13ABC. They're great reporter, journalist, uh, after a long career. She is stepping away from her duties. Good luck to her. I know she has so many fans here. What was the, oh, um, it's amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy? And I know there's a, there wasn't even a lot going on. I mean, we had weather things to deal with, but as we were getting hit with some big storms, we stopped talking about Omicron. Like, as exponentially fast as it hit us after Thanksgiving. I remember sitting on my iPad Thanksgiving weekend reading Omicron's coming from South A South Africa. And then within two weeks, like it was it's like dropping a match into a lake of gasoline. And it was predictable, but I just watching it happen and like literally disappear from the discourse. And remember, it was it was everywhere because Schools had issues, staffing issues, places were closed. Like, it was arguably worse than lockdown a couple of years ago. There were just no bodies. And for how contagious it was, even though it wasn't as virulent, it, it was wild to just watch it evaporate from our discourse. When's the last time you had someone, something close to you that was caused by a COVID issue? It's unlike any time during this pandemic. My, my family back home uh, continues to get COVID. Thankfully, they continue to beat COVID. And that includes the infant, Noel, who is seven, eight, eight or nine months old. She got it. They're pretty sure. I don't think they, they tested her, but everybody else in the house had COVID. Thankfully, everybody got through it. So as they continue to get COVID, I continue to not get it. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. I'm also lining up a friend from uh, UT to, to, to more exuberantly offer to you why you need to be following the basketball teams at this point. We'll talk soon.
Oh, wait, one more thing. I should have started with this. Patience is the arch nemesis of anxiety. <laughs> 